Are you ready to launch? Yes. Let's go. Welcome to Lawyers Who Launch, the podcast hosted by two law school besties who practice law and are now ready to inspire and empower you to take positive steps in your professional and personal life to find joy and fulfillment. Hi, Amy. Hi, Haley. Today, we are going to be going back more than a decade and talk about our law school experience and more specifically for recent law school graduates that you are more than your law school transcript. Whether you have a stellar transcript or maybe one that is less than stellar, you are a whole person beyond that record. For three years, I felt like all that I concentrated on was the law and law school. It was definitely an intense time where everything in my life revolved around law school, getting through law school, and then what that meant on the other side of my law school experience. And paramount to that was the pressure of having a law school transcript that showed not only how hard I worked, but that I was going to be a good attorney for whatever firm was interested in me. I agree. From the very start of each semester, finals were looming. And in law school, the final exam is your only grade for the course. And at our law school, nearly all of our courses were closed book finals, which I only found out recently is actually not the norm, and many law schools have open book finals. So I'm literally learning this for the very first time. Did you save that for the podcast, Amy? (laughs) Because this is wild to me. I definitely remember as we got on in law school, there were certain classes that were open book or take home. But that first year at a minimum and definitely into the second year was all closed book. This information is really incredible. Sorry to blow your mind. The other thing about it is it's very stressful to think that all of your work for an entire semester comes down to one exam. And that is the grade that goes on your transcript for the course, the transcript that you will use to apply for jobs, to start your career, to apply for a clerkship, or if you're crazy enough, another graduate program. So here's a really interesting thought about transcripts. There are definitely things that you have to produce your transcript for. However, I can't actually remember having to produce my transcript for anything. I don't believe that my first law firm required a transcript, and I can't think of a time when I've actually had to produce my transcript. Certainly, as a trial attorney... A jury's not looking at my transcript. My clients aren't looking at my transcript. There's so much more that they want to know. But before we get to that, have you ever had to produce your transcript since graduating? I believe the first firm that I worked for as a law clerk, I had to produce it. But that was 10 years ago, more than 10 years ago now, actually. And aside from my LLM application where a transcript was required, 
no one has asked to see my transcript in the past 10 years. And during those 10 years, I've definitely honed attorney skills that my transcript could never measure. So let's talk about what your transcript can't measure. So the first thing that comes to my mind is your ability to manage a law firm. Amy, do you know if any law school teaches this? None that I've seen. And if there is a law school that teaches a course about how to manage your law firm and how to actually be a business owner, in addition to just being an attorney, that sounds like an extremely valuable course that more law schools should offer, especially to 3Ls. Definitely, because along with law firm management, not only comes in business skill, but also management of other people, particularly support staff and newer attorneys. There is nothing about my con law grade that is going to give anyone any kind of an indication about how I interact with paralegals or or conduct myself in that community of a law firm. Here's another concept that's very important and I think hits close to home with so many attorneys, but is nowhere on your transcript. And that is an ability to network. Networking is so important when you're an attorney. For most of us, our practice area requires that we continue to meet clients and bring client work into the firm. And the best way to do that is through networking. That means you need to be able to speak to people in a way that makes them want to work with you and also speak to other people and interact with other people in a way that makes them want to refer business to you. A lot of people think about networking in the context of finding a job or finding their very first job out of school. But for attorneys, networking is something that we do throughout our entire career. Networking is integral to so many aspects of your practice. Even if your practice is not heavy referral focused, like mine is, you can't discount the importance of being able to network and speak with people in a way that makes them want to work with you because you never know what skills or other types of services someone might be able to bring into your practice. Along the lines of being able to speak with people well and in a way that continues your relationship with them, I think that segues great into your ability to meet with clients, which is almost universal in the practice of law. I've been very lucky in that from my first position as a law clerk with the firm that I still work with now, I was invited into client meetings from my very first week. I had the ability to learn and observe how to speak with clients, not only to get the information that I need to be able to work for them, make a recommendation, but also to be compassionate. A lot of my clients in estate planning and estate administration are coming to are coming to meet with me during a time that they may be experiencing grief. When I meet with clients, I need to be able to interview them, ask the right questions, and make sure I'm getting all the information that I need. This requires not only asking the right questions, but listening and asking the right follow-up questions. 
but this isn't a cold interview. This is a conversation that needs to be met with compassion. Absolutely. And I think that that compassion is something that really transcends most practice areas with law. Because typically, when you're meeting with an attorney, there's some kind of problem that you're either anticipating or you're in the middle of. This is definitely true with all areas of litigation, whether you are looking to sue someone or you're being sued. For most people, the act of being involved in a lawsuit is a really uncomfortable position because you just aren't used to doing it all the time. And it's important for lawyers to keep in mind that while you are involved in lawsuits all day and that is your job, the clients that are coming to you and that you're working with, they're not. And bringing it back to transcripts, there's nothing on your transcript that is going to measure your ability to speak with clients in a compassionate and also knowledgeable way, because it's not enough to be up on your area of law. You also need to deliver that message in a way that your client feels comfortable with engaging with you and being part of the process of the decision-making for whatever issue you're going through. Aside from maybe one course, your transcript also doesn't measure your ability to think on your feet or to be an engaging speaker. Now, Haley, as a litigator, you have to be able to do both of those things very well. Yes, this is a skill that you learn on the job. Now, I think one of the things that I was lucky to have kind of in my background arsenal is experience in the theater and being comfortable presenting myself in front of a large group of people. One of the things that I really worked on was the ability to think on my feet, because for most of my public speaking experience, it was all scripted. I was supposed to be in a spot. I was supposed to say a certain line or sing a song or do a dance. It was all laid out for me. But being a litigator is not. And you have to not only be listening to everything that's being said around you, but then you have to be running through the Rolodex of laws and cases and factual issues in your case constantly through your mind. And I can think of one class in particular that Amy and I were in together. I can't remember the name of it, but that class worked on these skills for sure. But it was one class in one semester. So even a good grade or a poor grade, whatever grade you get in that class, doesn't reflect your ability to do that on a daily basis over years and years. From the perspective of not being a litigator, I also have to be prepared to be an engaging speaker and to think on my feet because one of the ways that I network is to do presentations for different community organizations regarding estate planning and estate administration. I've found that these speaking engagements need to be informative, but they also need to be engaging because in reality, I'm talking about death and taxes. And I found I've really had great success by networking this way. 
And that's a great example of something else that's just simply nowhere on your transcript. While this episode has been focused on encouraging you that you are more than your transcript, this also seems like the perfect time to remind our listeners, especially our law school students, our soon-to-be law school students, and our recent law school graduates, that your law school experience is not what it is like practicing as an attorney. Practicing law is very different than learning the law. Now, we are not the only two people who disliked law school, but were able to find successful careers as practicing attorneys. If you talk to lawyers that you know, there are many, many people that have had this experience and also the inverse, where people have loved the law school experience, but found that practicing law simply wasn't for them. Now, for the law students listening, you've gotten this far in your law school journey, wherever you are, and we're not going to tell you not to take law school so seriously, because quite frankly, that's terrible advice and it's not helpful at all. But what we will say is that this is a season of your life. This is not the rest of your life. And any individual grade is not going to keep you from achieving great things. And for the lawyers listening, look at how far you've come and take a minute right now to reflect on your success because you've earned it. Now, when we were prepping this episode, Amy gave me the following stats, which honestly are very obvious, but for some reason never occurred to me. Most people are not at the top of their class. If there's a top 10%, there's a bottom 90%. It's, it's just math, Haley. <laughs> you know that I am not the queen of math, but it's so important to keep in mind that there's room for everyone once you've gotten into law school and you've worked hard. And there's plenty of opportunity for you to find successful careers, even if you're in that quote-unquote bottom 90. So Haley, what is it that you need to say out loud this week? So this episode has really brought me back to that time in our lives when we were so hyper-focused on grades and what our transcript was going to show and what that was going to mean for our future. And what's interesting about that is I realize that I've let so much of that go because over the last 10 years plus in practice, I found a new strength and confidence in the work that I do. And I'm going to say out loud that I'm proud of myself. You should be. I'm proud of you too. What do you need to say out loud today, Amy? Well, I'm currently waiting for a new grade to populate on my LLM transcript. And I realize, and I'm going to say out loud, that whatever that grade is, most likely no one other than me is ever going to see it. And that's okay. Don't forget to like and subscribe to our podcast. Give us a follow at Lawyers Who Launch on Instagram. And check out our website, lawyerswholaunch.com, for more on our blog. Have a great day.